Hello, everyone. I am Wilco Nascimento. I am the Leadership Talks podcast host. And today I have David President with us. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Wilco. Thanks for having me. So, David, it's a pleasure. And uh, we have a series of Black Excellence for uh, Black History Month right now, February. I wanted to hear from you, David. What do you what is what it has been your experience in the hospitality industry being, you know, an African-American gentleman? Well, I must say, first off, again, thanks for having me. I'm excited uh, to represent today and honored to uh, be featured on your Black Excellence uh, podcast. Um, you know, for me, what it means to uh, be a Black man in hospitality, um, it means defining who I am doing what I love and being the best at it. Um, I started in hospitality at a very young age and I discovered what I love to do at that time and I've just stuck with it. Um, and I'm a testament to many uh, in the hospitality community that started you know, in the back of the house or at the front desk or at the bottom, like we like to, to say. And I was able to learn and grow and climb the ranks. Um, and uh, it's been really, really good to me. Um, and I'm excited to continue this journey. Excellent. So I love it. So for sure, I know all about climbing this ladder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the you never know? ending ladder. <laughs> never ending, never ending. Oh, my. But you're talking about um, that you're being really successful. So where are you at right now in your career? And, you know, what would you say that is your leadership style? So right now I'm the regional director of sales um, and I oversee and support a portfolio of four hotels in the DMV area. I would say my leadership style is like a chameleon um, because I have to change colors, change shape in order to fit the mold of my team. Um, I'm very passionate about the people that I work with and the people that I hire. And I make it a point to hire people who are smarter than me. And I say this all the time uh, because it makes my life easier. And when you bring someone on board that's dedicated and determined, um, you know, in the end, it typically works out. So I would say I'm a chameleon. I have an open door policy. I encourage feedback. Um, I always ask my team when we do one-on-ones, what can I do better? What's something that I can do to make your life easier? Because what I realized is everyone learns differently. Um, we all show up with different problems in our life day to day, and we all have different personalities. So I'm able to shift gears really quick. <laughs> As you know, working in hospitality is never a dull day. You have your staff and then you have the guests that you have to service too. So I'm able to shift gears really quick to make sure that I'm taking care of everything that's on my plate. Wow, David, that's amazing because also I love the the way you said, you know, you've got to flex your style, right? It's like one day you're assisting a, a, a guest, a client, the next you have to, you know, be there for your team and assist them as well. So one of the subjects, right, of leadership and the name of the podcast is Leadership Talks, right, is because I think... There is, uh, we saw quite a few uh, different uh, leadership styles coming out of COVID, right? So did you, what is your opinion in terms of um, how that type of, you know, maybe not so um, fancy, right? Let's put that way in terms of leadership in, in challenges after COVID or during COVID. So what would you, how was your experience, you know, during that time? 
and uh, where you look, you know, that you could do, you could have done better, or, you know, maybe the folks around you could have done better? Absolutely. I'm really glad you asked this question um, because, you know, I was furloughed for three months um, during COVID. I came back to the property in June of 2020. Um, and there were only six or seven of us running the entire show. Um, but what I found was everyone who worked and was a part of the team really dug deep. We had to humble ourselves. I was in housekeeping. I was at the front desk. I was in the kitchen preparing meals. And um, we did whatever it took to make sure that the guests were, were taken care of. We worked 16 hour days. Um, but the passion really showed, um, even one of our VPs, she was here with us every day, you know, boots on the ground, just making it happen. I think at that point, titles went out the window. Um, nobody cared what your title was. All we cared about was how do we keep the lights on and, you know, working for a company that, that continuously brought people back and made it an effort, um, to show the employees that, they were valued, that meant a lot. I know a lot of colleagues um, who didn't have the same opportunities, um, who had to shift gears and, and come up with the plan uh, to make sure that their family was taken care of. Um, you know, And so I really count my blessings and I feel that even though I was scrubbing toilets in and I was at the front desk and making it happen, um, you saw the resiliency. You really saw people just going above and beyond and it made a big difference. And the funny part about it is when we started bringing employees back to work from furlough, you know, the six or seven of us who were here were like, oh, psh, we can do everything. Like, <laughs> like it's on, like you guys need to work harder, but it really uh, encouraged us to step our game up as leaders. And I have a newfound respect for housekeepers. I have a newfound respect for everyone in the back of the house who just makes it happen. I think it took us three hours to clean one room. Uh, the first day we were in housekeeping, you know, salespeople in housekeeping, that's like, it's a bad combination. So, you know, the level of respect that I have for those uh, ladies and men now is just, it's, it's amazing the type of work that they do and the time that they're able to accomplish it. It's just hats off to them. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was part of that also, you know, the resiliency was like, okay, let's do it. It's another day, you know, and uh, just because we never knew, right, what, what was the next day going to be, if we were even able to maintain, right, like the doors open and the lights on. So definitely, I, I shared that with you as well. But I think through that, David, um, there is also a level of mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. So did you uh, develop, you know, your employees when they returned? And did you share this, you know, resilience with them? Do you think you became a better mentor to them? Absolutely. Uh, because it also made me tougher. You know, it pulled out the best in me. So bringing people back, you know, at the beginning, we were still working the front desk we were still serving food and banquets it was all hands on deck i think for the entire 2020 going into 2021 so as we brought people back you know uh, they had to get acclimated to the new way of handling business and you know a lot of tough conversations just being fully transparent you know not everybody was mentally in that space they thought okay i'm coming back to work in sales 
this is what my day-to-day looked like pre-pandemic but post-pandemic it's a totally different game and uh, you know we were held accountable and we had to make sure that our teams understood that you know we're not just selling anymore now we're selling we're cooking and booking is what we call where we're on the floor we're in the kitchen um and it's just what we have to do until this thing dies down and um you know some people made it some people didn't um and you know it's 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 just the nature of the beast um, you know, we're in a different, uh, totally different world now. Things are almost back to normal. So I'm really happy about that. But to answer your question, yes, it made me a better mentor. Uh, it made me now I'm able to really paint the picture to anybody who walks through this door um, about uh the importance of honoring your staff and 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 making sure that you're taking care of your internal equity, which is our housekeepers and our engineers um, and the people that are really making it happen behind the scenes um, and just having that that level of respect and being able to share that with my sales staff, um, I think is key. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You know, actually, fun fact, I started as a housekeeping to a housekeeper. When I came from Brazil, I was an exchange student and, you know, quickly I was like, I need to do something else to move up because if the opportunity is here, I need to speak English today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so like that resilience, that grit of doing better and, you know, looking forward in, in, in a exchange programs in turn to a career is definitely was one of my goals. Um, but I want to ask, you know, David, as, um, you know, again, the emphasis of this conversation and to the listeners, you know, a lot of folks are um, interested, right, in joining the hospitality industry. What would you say, you know, what would be your suggestions and tips and tricks, right, uh, for the African-American community that are interested in joining our industry? I would say, you know, first off, don't be afraid to start at the bottom. You know, um, if you're in college right now and you're majoring in hospitality and you don't have the work experience, sign up for an internship, work in the restaurant on the weekends, you know, apply yourself so that you're able to um, at least gain some basic life skills. Um, you know, this industry is really neat because it's not just one area that you can go into. You know, there are so many different avenues from asset management to sales to operations. If you want to be a GM, um, if you want to be a, a director of rooms or front office, you know, so get your feet wet. Try to find what you love to do. Um, you might be good at accounting if you don't like talking to people every day. You know, that's the perfect job. So um, I would say get some type of experience. Um, second, apply yourselves, be humble and be vulnerable, be open to constructive criticisms. Some of my best mentors were the toughest people to work with, um, but I value that, you know, and I wasn't afraid to take what they had to say and apply it to my life. Um, so make sure that your ears are open and that you speak less because people will pour into you, but you will only receive it if you're listening. And then lastly, make sure you take it seriously. Um, when I got into hospitality, I was in banquet setup and I never looked at it as like just a job. I wanted to know, okay, what were these ladies in the sales office doing? What are they selling? How are they moving? And it got me interested in learning more about sales. So I applied myself and I was able to get into sales as a coordinator, but I took every single role that I had in hospitality extremely seriously 
And uh, it pays off in the end because once you get that experience piece, it never leaves you and um, it'll benefit you in, in the long run. Wow. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think experiences that we had right along the years, it, what it's what makes us, you know, greater and better on a daily. Yes. Um, so, David, where do you see yourself, you know, in 2023? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know that the, uh, we will be here all day if I had to answer that question. <laughs> but right now, I am really getting acclimated to my new role. So I was promoted to regional director um, in November of 2022. So I'm still getting my feet wet. Um, still learning my new properties. You know, I hope to continue to grow um, and make an impact in this role. Um, I hope to help more people along the way. Um, I'm mentoring a couple of young men right now and grooming them for the next steps in their lives. Um, and I'm really passionate about pouring into others. Um, I travel around the East Coast and I speak at colleges uh, through a program called Call Me Mister. Um, and it's an opportunity to give back and to be a part of something that's bigger than me. So I hope to continue to do that throughout 2023 while sharpening my skills to be a better uh, leader in the hospitality field. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Talk to me more about um, the program that you are a speaker in the college, because I think, you know, when you said uh, the in that you're grooming the gentlemen, the young men out there, I must say, you know, you are, um, there is something that I want to ask that is personal, right? That you have, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the, what is it? What is the expression? Is the um, traveler? Taylor. The traveling tailor, yeah. Traveling tailor, because I see you always groomed so well. Like, and I was like, what Thank is you. going on here? So talk to <laughs> us about this personal project, if you don't mind, because yes, it's yes. an inspiration to me. Oh, thank you so much, Wilka. Thank you. Yes, the Traveling Tailor uh, is my brand. So I am a tailor. Um, I've been designing and creating clothes for over 13 years now. Um, and 2016, I won Orlando International Fashion Week Emerging Designer Competition, and I've just been uh, really happy to do something that I love outside of hospitality. I'm a true believer in, um, in doing more than one thing. I'm a busybody, like my wife likes to say, but I'm really passionate about the power of a suit. So I wrote a book in June of 2020 called The Power of a Suit, and it's to empower and motivate men and women um, who want to get into a professional career um, or who needs to find some tools to build confidence in who they are. Um, so I shared some personal stories to help with that. So the Traveling Tailor is a men's designer clothing line. I also do it for women as well, uh, where I tailor custom suits for the business professional or for grooms who are getting married in bridal parties. Um, and again, it's something that I love doing. So uh, most HBCUs have a program called Call Me Mister, where they train and educate young men on etiquette, best practices, um, dressing for success, and uh, starting out in a professional career. So my book and my tailoring business uh, were the perfect combinations to tie into uh, the Call Me Mr. program. Um, and it's been such a blessing to be able to be called upon um, and to be able to help other young men like myself that look like me, quite frankly, um, um, and encourage them to uh, look the part, to, 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 uh, 
take another step above and beyond what you would normally do and just to give them some best practices um, as they go out into the world. Um, I think it's one thing that a lot of African communities lack is, um, is, is the ability to have someone come in who looks like them and to be able to share personal stories um, and testimonials that can encourage them to do better, be better. Um, and I'm glad to be a part of it. It's, it's honestly been a blessing. And I look forward to the rest of 2023 and beyond to be able to pour into these young men. Wow, David, that's amazing background story. I love it. So where can people find your book? So you can find The Power of a Suit at my website is uh, www.dp, for David President, attire.com. Or you can also find it on Amazon. It's called The Power of a Suit by David President. And then I want a 50% of the sales. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I have a signed copy for you, Wilka. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that, David. But, you know, I think long story short, too, I've experienced myself. You know, I lived in Baltimore on my early days in the hospitality industry and you know i wanted to do right i i my my position at the time was front desk and i wanted to do you know uh, sales and i always thought oh my gosh this is so cool right the grass is greener on that side and i actually in baltimore i met a group of people at uh during the black chamber of commerce and these ladies she had a nonprofit organization um, her her name is Deborah. I hope she will listen to this. Uh, and she inspired me because you know I was a young woman. I didn't have you know means to buy any professional clothing and suits. Um, but I always appreciated so much the way they were you know presenting themselves. They uh, they are also African American ladies, and they had a nonprofit you know for women. Um, uh, suit for success right that's the name mm -hmm. of the the company i remember and that helped me because like you said you know once you not you put a nice jacket you know you go for a job oh, yeah. interview you you just feel better you know you yes. feel that you belong and you're respected you know mm -hmm. so that job um that you're doing it means really it's a lot you know i this was a a personal you know side of myself because I have, you know, I don't think there is any shame on the game, you know, like in terms of right. sharing where you came from and, and, you know, what you went through to get here where we are today. No, I agree, Woke, and I think more people need to do more of it. My first interview suit came from Goodwill. I talk about it in the book. The chapter is called The the Interview. And my grandfather took me to Goodwill and we got me a suit for the interview that got me into sales and hospitality. And I'll never forget the impact that that had on me. So if you're watching this video, I encourage you to order the book, read that chapter, the interview. Um, it really breaks it down on the power of a suit and what it meant to me and how it helped me in my career. So you're absolutely right, Will. It's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. It is. It is. You know, it's about you feeling good about yourself. But also, you know, I think the job that you're doing now is the impact on the community that you're putting that into like you're paying forward right absolutely and that's beautiful so you know huge congrats on that david because thank you it's so much definitely you know inspiring and appreciated i'm sure awesome. um so any closing remarks that you wanted to highlight because i want to be respectful of your time oh thank you no i just really want to thank you again for having me 
me. Um, you know, this is truly, truly important. And I hope if you're watching this video today that you received something from it. Um, continue to watch Vilka's podcast because she's awesome <laughs> and you're an amazing energy. And, you know, just can't see what else you do in the future because you're really making an impact and you're giving uh, people a voice that wouldn't normally have one. And that that goes far. So thank you so much for having me. Um, and I look forward to mailing out your book so you can check it out. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'll read it and I'll make uh, my my comments and reviews, right? Because we're all yes. about reviews these days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, David, thank you so, so very much. You know, I truly, again, you know, appreciate you. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is the Leadership Talks podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.